Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Thank you. 
at the end sounded like well I guess this is the new Count Basie band Frank West thank you for listening to the Humble Farmer try to impart a little wisdom I don't know something you can use in your everyday life you know if tiny flies are attracted by your breath you might be eating too much fruit
Joe Cohn playing good things. And I should mention also that Joel Forbes was on bass and Chuck Ribs Riggs on drums. I know you don't really care to hear that, but I imagine if Chuck Riggs was listening, he'd love to hear it. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. I went into the Rockland Post Office and found myself at the end of a long line of people. The man in front of me turned around when he saw me standing there and he whispered if you think this line is long wait until they privatize it
here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. This is a radio program. It can be heard on your favorite station, with any luck at all, every week at this time. Thank you for listening. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. The name of the book I paid 50 cents for a while back, the name of the book is Everyday Life Through the Ages. On page 17, I see a picture of the Venus of Willendorf, which was carved in Austria 24,000 years ago. That's what it said, perhaps from a deer antler. 
You might not remember the name Venus of Willendorf, but I'm sure you have seen pictures of the Venus of Willendorf in books. Beneath the picture of this grotesquely fat representation of a woman, we read, The swollen breasts, buttocks, and abdomen may represent a mother goddess worshipped by Stone Age people. <laughs> it might just as well indicate that fast food restaurants predated the pyramids by 19,000 years. There'd be another bleep on the end, didn't you? Bleep. Persian rug. I can remember. When I was a little boy, my father bought me a 78 recording of Persian rug. 
probably Jack Teagard in playing it. You might remember, if you've gone by my house, seeing me put up a stage in on one warm summer day so my wife Marcia, the almost perfect woman, could scrape and paint the house. Now, no, I do not mention this to boast and brag about what a thoughtful helpmate I am, but to enrich your marriage by suggesting to you that a truly creative husband can manifest his love in many unique and wonderful ways.
Wares here on the Humble Farmer. Where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week. Time right here on your favorite station. <coughs> Thank you for listening. One day, I turned on the television. It was my plan to watch the evening news. But the evening news had been put on hold. There was a football or baseball game on television instead of the evening news. What kind of a country do we live in when a sporting event can take precedence over a, an important news program that's going to tell me in detail about the latest celebrity to say something that wasn't politically correct, have an affair, go to jail, or die of a drug overdose? Only when it has been taken away do we realize how much we count on our national news service to inform and educate.
Zoot, and I'm not squawking now, am I? I put a new battery in my microphone, you know, <laughs> just like everybody else. Leave the old battery in there until it actually stops when you're actually on the air, and then you rush around and get a new battery. You've heard people say it. I'm losing my grip. And of course you're more likely to hear someone say, he's losing his grip, because people don't want to admit that they are losing their grip. Radio friend George, who graduated from Potsdam the same time I was flunking out of Potsdam, sent me this. The older you become, the more you need to exercise. 
Men squeezed a machine that measured the force that they could exert. They lost 20% of their grip strength in seven years. The older they were, the more they lost. Those who lost the most height or weight, and those who took in the most caffeine, had greater losses of strength. No explanation was offered for the association of caffeine with the loss of muscle strength. End of quote. I can remember years and years ago hearing my friend Julian saying, Yeah, a cup of coffee and a cigarette will get you where you want to go, as long as you aren't going too far. Thank you. 
orchestra and I see on my little thing here I mean it's my intent to never play that particular tune because I don't care for the trumpet who goes squeak 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 but we let it go dress to look slim here on the humble farmer where with any luck at all you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you dress to look slim that's what the ad in the magazine said V necklines will draw eyes away from fuller faces. That's what it said and added that V necklines will make shoulders seem wider and waists slimmer. Why do women, I'm asking you this question, why do women articulate these disingenuous complaints about their weight? How can women say they're concerned about their weight even as they stand there and wolf down cookies, chips, or chocolate, or ice cream, or drink beer, you know someone who'll do anything to lose weight or look slimmer, except stop eating those sweet things that are loaded with salt or calories. True, some of our friends have given up and just don't care anymore. Pig away. Yeah. A while back at a birthday party, I saw a woman who was built like an apple. She was walking away from the goodies table with a heaping plate of cake and ice cream. A V neckline would have simply made her look like a cracked egg. You can imagine what her husband will have for an obituary. John Smith died quietly at his home yesterday surrounded by his wife. But I want to thank that woman for looking like an apple. You know, the world, wouldn't the world be an incredibly uninteresting place if every woman looked like my beautiful wife or Sandra Bullock? <laughs>
no, Joe Cohn and Harry Allen, Al Cohn's little boy, I believe, playing very nicely together. If you can pick up Joe Cohn and Harry Allen, they've got quite a few things out. Why? I think you'll enjoy listening to them. If you like this kind of thing, it can be statistically proven that people come in three sizes, large, average, and small people. Because most of the women used in television commercials are no more than skin stretched on very small bones, the American woman has been conditioned to place herself in the large category. You can't look at a television commercial without realizing that someone is trying to make women dissatisfied with the way they look, smell, or feel. This is why even the most sensible, nice-looking, perfectly-shaped woman might be tempted to lose weight, to diet. Have you ever lived with a person who eats nothing but salad? After a week, you beg them to wolf brownies or at least put enough chocolate sauce on their lettuce to make them sociable. A man who lives on the coast of Maine tells me that his wife dieted faithfully for three weeks without losing a pound. And of course, she got so cranky that he started avoiding her, couldn't stand to be near her. He even fell asleep drinking his nightly hot chocolate in front of the television set. And, of course, he fell asleep there, so he stayed on the couch all night. And then, night after night, night after night, his wife lost weight. Well, it was, was two or three weeks before a doctor finally figured out why. Listen to this. The television ads for weight loss had made this woman so sensitive to calories that she had been gaining half a pound every night just by smelling the hot chocolate on his breath. Thank you. 